0: Thanks for coming to our home in Irvine, California for Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier.
1: We're glad to have you and your friends in our growing community of Soul Shepherds.
0: We love hearing from you by email, social media, and on soulshepherding.org. Today we're going to answer a question on empathy that one of you have sent us.
1: Even though empathy is not a word in the Bible, it's everywhere in our sacred book and in the Lord's relationship with us. Tender hearted care is an essential soul nutrient for you and the people you minister to. Christy, I'm so glad to be doing Soul Talks with you.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. Happy to be back with you. Of course, we have Soul Talks every day, you and I, which I'm thankful for.
1: Yeah, our listeners might be confused when you say it's been a while. Sometimes we do a few broadcasts in a week, and so there's sometimes little gaps between us having a recorded conversation. So here we are. It's been a great morning already today and I was out uh, running in the heat, sweating for my exercise. It's hot. And I'm so glad I did that, but uh, I got to thinking, boy, while I'm huffing and puffing and sweating and getting all worn out, you're doing laughing yoga. (laughs) In an air conditioned studio. Yeah, and... yeah.
0: Well, it wasn't a studio, honey. It was our city center, had a free class. And I thought, well, that's curious. I'll go check that out. So I was I was doing laughter yoga. <laughs> it was an interesting experience. <laughs> Funny enough to laugh about.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fun.
1: Well, glad you're bringing some of that positivity and energy here into our conversation. <laughs> Thanks, honey. I wish you could all see Christy's face right now. She's beaming.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was a a funny experience. If you've seen the movie Patch Adams, it's kind of based on that and the the healing power of laughter and how it's it's good for our immune system Uh and how our body can respond. So the thing that was fun about this, and I actually, you know, I thought about how really what was making it possible is being in a community of people, doing it with other people, Mm -hmm. you know, and and feeding off of each other. You know, you see people laugh, you laugh. And we're we're being funny together. And the whole thing was kind of being like a child, being free to play like a child and and have fun. And knowing you,
1: I imagine you did this this with Jesus.
0: Yes, I did. You're right, Bill. Yeah. What was that like for you? How did
1: you appreciate God's presence as you did laughing yoga?
0: Yeah. Well, I did, I think, just. Relaxing and being free to just express myself, and she would have us do things where we would like, kind of put our hands up in the air, and so I would praise the Lord when I did that. And, you know, just using my body to okay, this is feeling him. good.
1: The Lord. <laughs> I'm laughing now. Okay,
0: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just you know the joy of the Lord, enjoying his his presence, and mm-hmm. and also this the funny ways he created us differently. You mm-hmm. know, and different expressions on people's faces, and enjoying that, and. You know, just being able to share his joy, you know, to others, even silently, even though they don't know necessarily that I'm worshiping the Lord. Or, uh.
1: Well, I love how you can make exercise fun and do it with the Lord.
0: Yeah, well, it's um, it's funny you call it exercise. There was actually really not, not much oh. exercise involved. <laughs> I mean, we moved our bodies for sure. One of the things we did, and people might laugh about this, I'll give you a little picture of it, is I was by far the youngest in the class. Hmm. So probably everybody was 70 and up. And one of the exercises was she had to start and push an imaginary lawnmowers around the room. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's pretty funny. A group of people, you know, older people pushing lawnmowers around the a room, imaginary lawnmowers, looking at each other, laughing. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, maybe
1: I should hire you to take care of our lawn.
0: Now, that would be exercise. (laughs) (laughs) This wasn't really exercise, except I did, I laughed till my stomach hurt. That's for sure. Exercise my diaphragm in so many
1: ways. Well, thanks for sharing with us. Yeah.
0: Well, and speaking of sharing, thank you, our listeners, for sharing with us. I'm so appreciative of the way we hear from you because it's vulnerable for us to do these podcasts. I try to be vulnerable and share things that, you know, probably most of my life i haven't shared mm-hmm. I mean I've shared them with you because i feel safe with you but it feels vulnerable to share them with people that i don't know you know how they might be judging me or thinking and but i'm doing this unto the lord i'm just trusting the lord i'm just saying my story is your story lord and so
1: and you've really taken courage i'm so proud of you how you've stepped into being increasingly being in that role of a wounded healer
0: yeah thank you
1: and so many of our listeners appreciated this last podcast and devotional that you led us through on calming an emotional trigger.
0: Yeah, they did. And I I was encouraged by that because it was especially vulnerable for me when I knew at the time, this is vulnerable, but if God will use it, I want to offer it to him. And so it was so encouraging to hear he did. When I've got one example just right here from a listener, counselor, and spiritual director in the beautiful country of New Zealand, one of my favorite places I've been blessed to visit a few times. And my brother-in-law's from there, so. Got lots of people we love in New Zealand. but and now we've um,
1: got a new friend there, Yeah, Linda. we do.
0: And she contacted us. She said, thank you for your post on calming emotional triggers. It really spoke to me. Like you, I tend to think of trauma as being a big word. And hearing this helped me to think about my experience different and open Christ for healing for that. And so she said, well, you wrote, you touched me deeply. Thank you for a vulnerable and tender post. Richest blessings on you and your ministry. Mm-hmm. So thank you. We appreciate each of you and just the ways you encourage us to keep going in this work for with and for Christ and you and community make are why we keep doing it.
1: And we hope that all of you listening know that we have a weekly Soul Shepherding devotional email. If you're not getting that, it's free. And that's what Linda's responding to was Christy's recent post on calming emotional triggers. That's easy to sign up for. Just go to our website, soulshepherding.org and you can sign up there for the weekly devotional. We love hearing from all of you our listeners and we heard from another new friend in Europe. This is a very sensitive share, so we need to protect her confidentiality and keep this anonymous, but it illustrates what we're going to talk about today, which is help for hidden emotions. And so she shares with us, she's from Europe. It's Fun that we've got people around the world, literally, tuning into Soul Talks every week, every day, in fact. We've got over 100 people every day listening in, and she says, I need help regarding empathy, and talks about a background of being abused as a child, and a parent who was addicted to substance, and uh, the difficulties of that, and feeling based on some verbal abuse, feeling like a failure and feeling like she was stupid and would never amount to anything. And this internal dialogue developed in her from mean things that she was told when she was a girl. And so to avoid the anger and uh, certainly to avoid the abuse, she became a real pleaser in just trying to do whatever she could to be liked and to avoid any conflict or any negative attention. And along with that, she shares that she turned off her feelings Mm -hmm. She just went uh, numb to avoid getting hurt, and now, many years later, she realizes that she's just locked in this emotionally hidden, lost place of numbness. And uh, from this spot, sometimes she says that she even fears God and is afraid that he doesn't love her and won't forgive her sins, And, and there's just a lot of shame that she's struggling with here and feeling that she's weak in spirit. So she says, please teach me how to unlock my emotions, which have been hidden away for so long.
0: Yeah, well, I really appreciate her writing us and sharing her experience to us. And I just really feel a lot of respect for her and her courage to be facing this and to be looking at this and even to be asking the question of, wow, you know, how can I unlock these feelings? That just takes so much courage. Mm, mm -hmm. I mean, she's been living shut down and under high control of these internalized critical parent all these years. And, you know, that takes a lot of courage to admit that and to want freedom from that. So I just want to affirm her for that.
1: Yeah. Even just to ask to to feel more. I mean, there's reasons why she's shut those emotions down and Our listeners, maybe even if you haven't been abused or that kind of thing, you might relate to having shut down emotions. And we do that because we don't want to feel the pain or the neediness or we don't want to feel alone. And so what you're saying, honey, and what you've shown me throughout our marriage and helped me to learn to live into also is just the courage of being emotionally vulnerable and learning to feel And express that emotion.
0: Yeah. And even just that she's recognizing that there's a little girl still alive in her that was really wounded and that she can join Jesus in caring for that little wounded girl. She doesn't have to continue to be aligned with the abuser that she internalized in her parent.
1: Yes. And what do you mean by that? Aligned with the abuser and treating herself that way?
0: Yeah. Well, we tend to treat ourselves the way we were treated. So she received all this abuse, all this harsh criticism and judgment and manipulation, messages, you know, in her family about herself as a little girl. And she had to shut down her tenderness, her vulnerability, mm. her emotions, because there was no place, no safe place.
1: Yeah, just to survive, she had to had to go away and try to be, be tougher. And
0: Yes. Yeah. And so she continued when the little girl in her tries to, you know, starts to have some emotion or some need, she would shut it down the way her mom would shut her down as a little girl.
1: Right. And the thing that I see with this so often is that even when someone like her is with a safe person, that she would say, oh, this person is gentle. This person cares for me. This person wants to listen to me and and won't be harsh or critical she might still feel unsafe because of all these messages that have been internalized and mm-hmm. it's embedded in her body now, this fearful, yeah. mistrustful response.
0: Mm-hmm. And now she's judging herself even. Yeah, so it's, it really takes a lot of courage for her. And I've got a lot of hope for her, Bill, because now she's recognizing this. Mm-hmm. She's, oh, there's a different way. There's a healthier way. And apparently she's hearing some of that from us and and probably others, probably the Lord is coming to the rescue of this little girl yeah. and bringing yeah. her aware and saying, "Hey, participate with me. Open to my love. Open to my healing." And she's saying, "Yes, I will. I want to, but I don't know how."
1: Yeah, and so the the help for her hidden emotions, a lot of it revolves around her recognizing what you're talking about—that she's judging herself. Mm-hmm. She's making the the vulnerable little girl part of her bad. Yes, she's aligned with the abusive parent, Mm -hmm. and saying, you're too needy, you're too emotional, you're a problem, you're just in the way.
0: Yeah. She's got that little girl locked up in a prison, Mm -hmm. and she's standing guard. And anytime that little girl starts to, you know, anybody comes, she's going to be real hardened and hide that little girl towards others. But then anytime a little girl starts to come out within her, she's going to shut it down and push her back and try to silence her the way she was silenced. Mm. And so, yeah, the Lord loves her and wants that little girl, her true self, to be free, to be who he's created her to be.
1: So, Christy, as I'm looking into your eyes of empathy and you're feeling your compassion coming from your heart, and I'm imagining it's like you're talking to this woman who's a little girl on the inside, and it's like you're just knocking gently on the door of her heart. Maybe it's like a, a wall there that she's hiding behind, actually. And what are you wanting to say to her?
0: I'm wanting to say to her, you're precious.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're Jesus' beloved. Mm-hmm. He, he sees you. He loves you. He's safe. Bring your hurts to him. He's with you. Mm-hmm. He was with you then. He doesn't want you locked up in here. Yeah, You're needed. There's people in this world that need to know you, that want to know you.
1: Yeah, and then we'd also, that's, those are beautiful words, and we'd also say, I understand that you're scared. Mm-hmm. I understand yes. that you're hiding there because it hasn't been safe Mm-mm. for you to have emotions and to be mm-hmm. vulnerable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, really painful, really scary.
1: And she's been judged, and mm-hmm. and now the judge is on the inside. Yeah. And she yeah. can't get free of that abusive parent in her own head mm-hmm. with the. The critical dialogue that she talked about there in her letter to us.
0: Yeah. And and yet she wants that now, which is good and God wants it for her. But it's scary. It's mm-hmm. really scary. Because she if she tries and trusts that she you know, somebody would be safe and then she gets hurt again, you know, then where does that leave her? Her her fear would be that it really isn't safe.
1: This really takes time. Mhm. I'm recalling just the other day I was talking with a pastor and was sharing with me and he was saying how you know he has other people that he would say are friends that he trusts but he usually gets the message and some of this of course is coming from just his own thinking his own internalized parent in there but it's what he's feeling is like well I got to hurry I should be over this I'm burdening people with mm. this and of course and he's learned that that's not the way I am mm-hmm. that I'm Listening and mm-hmm. with patience and gentleness and drawing him out and just so we have some pauses, some quiet pauses mm-hmm. as, as we're talking and I'm just listening and mm-hmm. we're making comments of empathy like it seems this was really stressful for you and I'm just quiet to give an invitation for him to, to share more and you know well tell me more how this is scary for you and and so whatever it is that's going on there you see that way of empathy is patient.
0: Yes, it is.
1: And because we we can't hurry the emotions. Mm -mm. And that's the way it is with a child. You know, you you try to get them to hurry up and do their math and do it right. And you you say, come on, you know, we got to have dinner. You need to finish this. Well, you're taking too long. And it gets harder and harder Mm -hmm. to do the math. That's right. That's right. (laughs) We don't perform well when we're under stress Mm -hmm. and pressure, criticism. Mm -hmm. And so our emotions just go into hiding. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why we have trouble coming out is that we just we don't anticipate that somebody really wants to hang out there on the other side of that wall and be patient and keep tuning in. Yeah.
0: And well, we haven't even wanted to with ourselves when we've done this to ourselves or when we've you know become this angry judge who's shut away our inner child. You know, we've gotten to the point where even our own attitude towards ourselves is impatience.
1: Right. And so that's where it's so important that our empathy for someone who is hurting that we might be aware of what that internal dialogue is. Mm -hmm. What's the self-talk, the self-criticism, self-judging, self-hating even?
0: Yes. Honey, at TLC, I share a time when I was really shut down in my emotions and judging myself for having them and thinking that I was too needy and I was Going up to see you, we'd been apart for a week and I was going up to see you and I was having a lot of, I was feeling very emotionally vulnerable and I was trying to shut that down because I just wanted to be positive and happy and give you a happy time. And here I was not in a good place. And I remember, you know, that internal judge just judging myself for having all these painful emotions and being needy and vulnerable and you leaning in towards me and seeing that little hurt girl in me and saying, no, I want to empathize with her. I want to know what she's feeling. And what a difference that made for me to turn off that judge who was controlling me trying to keep me locked up. And from really relating to you at all, I mean, there would have, there would have been no true intimacy in our time together emotionally. Or I just would have been in a false self, just pretending.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't have been a real celebration. I'm so glad that you trusted me, and that you were vulnerable. And so what you're describing there, and I remember this, is that you were able to switch from... You're thinking and feeling that your emotional needs were the enemy, mm-hmm. the problem, mm-hmm. and to realize no, the problem is this bully in yep. me that's, that's right. judging me. That's right. And so then you and I joined with the Lord Jesus
0: mm-hmm.
1: to care for your emotions.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right.
1: And that's why it's it so helpful for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what our friend in Europe who's struggling with emotional numbness and this fear over the history of being abused as a girl and feeling so locked away on the inside. That's what she needs. She needs a soul friend who will listen with gentleness and compassion. Uh, That soul friend might be uh, the psalmist in the Bible.
0: Be a start. That Be a start. Yeah.
1: But hopefully it includes a a prayer partner or someone that she can be safe with too, so that she can join with this compassionate person and the Lord in caring for her wounded self. Yes. That means putting a boundary, putting a, a big hand out, stop yeah. on that internal judge. Right.
0: That's right. Or even, honey, to have a safe place to kind of confess those judgments out loud. Oftentimes I'll hear you say a self-judgment. You'll, you'll say something harsh about Who, yourself. Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> and then I'm able to say, oh, ouch, no, I, I, that, that hurts me to hear you judge yourself that way. I, I love you. I don't agree with that judgment you're making about yourself. And then you're able to respond and recognize that you've done that and receive some empathy from me, I think.
1: Oh, it's huge for me, honey. And our listeners who've been tuning in each week to Soul Talks and have heard my story will know that even though I've never been abused, I relate to this woman who's written us and shared her story. I've struggled with hidden emotions all my life. Mm -hmm. And that's largely because of what you're pointing out, because yeah, I have tended to criticize myself. I mm-hmm. tend towards perfectionism and working hard and being really earnest and
0: pushing s- yourself.
1: Yeah. And so, And it, it isn't that I grew up with a lot of criticism. It was more a part of the role I had in the family. Every family, kids and parents, everybody plays out certain roles. It's not so much something that you choose. It's it's sort of chosen for you and because mm-hmm. there's elements of dysfunction in any family. Yeah. And so my role in the family was to be the hero child and to do great in school and in sports and be a model Christian and helpful around the house and, and all these things, which of course are all good things. But the, the straining and the and the, the pressure, pressure and the ideal self yeah. is not good. And so
0: you so had to shut down some of your true emotions in order to do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then when you did that, it was reinforced.
1: When I was mm-hmm. being the super successful and presenting the great image. Yeah. That was applauded and appreciated. Mm-hmm. And everybody seemed to feel better and I'm not conscious of all these Mm -hmm. things. I'm just playing it out. Right, yeah. But inside I was lost emotionally. So your true
0: self starts to get hidden away, lost and unknown. And then you you try to keep it that way in order to maintain the level of success.
1: Yeah, so the first time I talked with a counselor when I was in college and she asked, it was actually, I got into counseling through the back door. I was her teacher's assistant. And so my reward or- Pay, so to speak, for doing that was to get to meet with her every week in her office for what I thought was going to be mentoring and learning how to be a Christian counselor. So I was ready to get all these tips and all these <laughs> lessons and came to find out that, well, the, the learning was a, it was a workshop. It was experiential. It was I, I was get to be a client and she's the counselor. And so she would say, well, how are you feeling? And I just look at her like she was from Mars or something. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't know how to answer that question. I just talked about my thoughts and what I was doing and she kept listening for feelings and just slowly warming me up by using emotion words and being sensitive and compassionate and tender with me and little by little I began to have feelings.
0: I love how our good shepherd is so creative and pursues those lost parts of us, those lost emotions, the little ones in us. Yeah. You know, through his people. And I'm so thankful for your responsiveness to him through through Kara, because it sure made our relationship better.
1: Yeah. I don't imagine you would have dated me if I hadn't warmed up already for you.
0: <laughs> Probably not.
1: You <laughs> needed to be so, more yeah. emotionally tuned in to yeah. connect with you.
0: But, you know, I want to get back to this question that, that our friend here in Europe wrote us, because... I want to give her hope and let her know that I have seen people go through this process where they have taken courage to really receive empathy for that little girl inside that was abused and shut down and hidden and to get in touch with the emotions, even though it was really scary and felt really vulnerable. And they had to constantly push through that guard and judge an internalized parent. I've seen them grow into such loving people. I've seen the difference it makes in their ability to love their neighbor. As they love themselves because they're receiving God's love and life and empathy, and then now they have it to give to others. And I think she's she's getting a vision of this, mm-hmm. and that vision is pulling her. It's making yeah. her want to change to be able to be a more loving person, and she knows she can't be a lo- more loving person.
1: Which is part of what she asks. That's she wants she to asks, have yeah. more empathy and compassion uh-huh. for people in her life. Yeah. It's so beautiful.
0: Yeah, but she knows she can't do it without first receiving more of God's love and empathy for herself. So, honey, we've got a lot of articles on soulshepherding.org on empathy. I think you have a tag, empathy for emotions. How would somebody find that?
1: Uh, Simply just go to Google or Bing or any internet search engine and just type in soul shepherding empathy for emotions. Your computer's going to light up with a bunch of articles. Uh, For instance, we have one on biblical meditation using imagination to pray. And this is going to teach you how you can use the scripture to help you connect with God's compassion. So yeah. for instance, we have a great story in the gospel of Luke with uh, Zacchaeus when he was hiding up in the tree and Jesus saw him Yes, and called him down.
0: Yeah. I think Zacchaeus must have had shut down his emotions to do what he did to live with his people as their enemy and harshly collecting taxes from them that were hurting them. He had to shut down. He had to be shut down to emotions because he, he couldn't have had Compassion and empathy for his neighbors. And here Jesus finds him.
1: He was ostracized. His job put him at odds with all of his fellow Jews. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was just providing for himself and his family. But in the course of doing that, he became greedy, mm-hmm. which is something that is a temptation, especially when we're emotionally shut down, to get greedy over money or greedy over knowledge. And, you know, we're looking for something to feel alive and significant in the absence of intimacy That's with right. God and people.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't satisfy, and that's Mm -hmm. why he knew he needed something more.
1: So he wanted to see Jesus, and he was hiding in that tree. And see, I think that's what we're doing when we're emotionally shut down, is we're we're hiding. Mm -hmm. See, and Jesus makes eye contact with Zacchaeus and Mm -hmm. says, hey, let's have dinner together. And there's a lot of empathy right there from Jesus. Jesus' ministry of compassion, his teaching, of course, his, his healing, his discipling, all of his ministry, it comes out of empathy.
0: Yeah.
1: It comes out of putting himself in the sandals of the people around him, person by person. What does this person feel? What do they need being prayerful and then reaching into their life?
0: Well, the incarnation, Jesus becoming human, God becoming human is the greatest act of empathy of all. It's so huge that he would want to enter into our experience and our suffering and empathize with us, and have compassion for us, and meet us there. And it's the same for you, our listeners. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you stoop down to make us great, that you enter in to our suffering, our experience, our need, our vulnerability. You pursue us with gentleness and empathy, love. Your love is patient. Mm. You're with us patient and kind and gentle to draw us out, to bring healing for those parts of us that have been shut down and judged and abused and treated so harshly through the accusations of the enemy coming through other people. And you speak truth to us and life to us. And you delight in us. You delight over us even with singing. Oh Lord, how we pray our listeners will let you come Mm-hmm. to the vulnerable little child mm-hmm. in them that's hurt. Let you bring your smile of delight, your arms of love to hold them, to embrace them, to heal them, to give them courage, Lord, to come out of hiding, to receive your love so that they too can be wounded healers. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: We are delighted to have you following the Lord Jesus with us. He is our true soul shepherd and the source of empathy.
0: Thanks for sharing soul talks with your friends. In just the last two months, our community has grown by 50%.
1: It's easy to use the share button on your podcast app or iTunes or email a podcast link from our website, soulshepherding.org.
0: Also, we hope you're receiving our weekly devotional emails and sharing those. They're free and you can sign up at soulshepherding.org.